You are now listening to Out of the Blank. 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 Welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast and another member of the team, the illustrious Bumpin' in the Night Society. It's been shortened down from their old name, and we have a new, bright, cheery face, Phil. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. It's an honor to be here. Phil, everybody brings something to the team besides those beautiful pictures that we're going to be seeing in a calendar that you all model for. What do you bring to the team, my friend? (laughs) Um, hopefully, um, my really goofy self, uh, you know, I try to make everybody have a good time and laugh and, uh, just to have a fun time, man. And, uh, hopefully I can bring my amateur expertise (laughs) because I'm still uh, really new. So I have a lot to learn, but I'm, uh, hopefully I can bring a new, um, you know, some of my goofy, uh, very aware and very enthusiastic self to uh, the table. So I'm looking forward to it, man. Have you had any paranormal experiences? um i've actually had a few um about six or so years ago like me and my then girlfriend were actually part of a team called oakmont paranormal it was fun and uh we went to a place called bushy run battlefield and uh the place was beautiful and we were doing like a question and answer session with like one of the k2 meters i think that's what it was called and uh all of a sudden the entire woods was like being illuminated with like a bright green and you just heard moaning everywhere. It was the weirdest thing ever of like, okay, this is happening. <laughs> and uh, actually with a uh, bump in the night, um, we went to a place called um, Dead Man's Hollow and in the uh, tunnel we were doing, it was me and my buddy, Sean, whom you may have uh, spoken with already, and this couple named uh, Chris and Mary, I think, we did a uh, REM pod session. REM pods are like those like circle devices with like the four lights, so every time something goes near it, it goes off. Well, we had it set on a cement slab, and this cement slab, there was no way in hell things were going to slip off of it because it was pretty rigid, and the, we were talking to something, and it was a little... It was a little aggressive, but not in like a, oh my God, we're in danger. It was more like this thing's really talk, you know, talkative. And it just decided to <clears throat> fall off. Like there was no rhyme or reason, no wind, nothing. So that was actually really, really crazy. I was like, that just happened. Okay. <laughs> so what's your belief of the paranormal? Like, do you think that there's something like out there, like a plane, like it, it, it or do you think, because my opinion of it, I'm like, they're obviously your energy just doesn't go away. But who the hell do they appoint to see ghosts? Like you always hear about those people that are like, that person sees a ghost. It's a lot like when you hear someone like that dude became a cop. Like it's that it's that kind of mindset. Like, why did that person get chosen to see a ghost? And are they only choosing the powerful ones or maybe the ones like everybody has their own ghost print? Like, you know how your phone kind of has a certain number of contacts of people that, you know, maybe that's like we can only connect to people that might have similarities with us or a connection with our bloodline or something. Right. You know, I've always been very, uh, I've always been, I I do think there's, you know, stuff out there. I mean, I don't, I don't like, I haven't dived too much into the nitty gritty of it, you know, like I I would love to do some more research, but 
I know there are many people out there that are a lot more susceptible to certain things. Like I have a lot of friends who are empaths, so they can sense a lot of stuff. Me, I can't really, but I've experienced stuff both emotionally. Um, I've seen things, I've heard things, I've had things happen in my life. Not bad, just like, okay, there, there's something there. Or hell, maybe it's just God telling me something. I don't know. But I don't know. Like I'm, you know, I, I've, I haven't experienced things that many other people have because maybe they know what the signs are, you know. But then again, I've, because we all have our personal experiences. Like if, you know, you could tell me, oh, I saw this last night. I'd believe you because it was your own personal experience, you know. I mean, I would never say, oh, you're, you know, full of crap or anything like that. Because like I said, I wasn't there. You were. Yeah. And of course, you know, it's, it's just, it's an amazing thing. You know, I've always been, I mean, I, I, we all have that like skeptic feeling, you know, but at the same time, it's just like, okay, you know, I've, I've been around this world long enough. <laughs> it's just interesting, man. I've always been a fan of it. You know, I, I've, I've been into it ever since I was young and never had the opportunity to go to certain places. Of course, we've all like, Oh, I want to go to check out this old abandoned building kind of thing. Like, Oh, sure. What the hell, but actually being a part of something. And then, you know, getting into the history of a certain place and then doing what you got to do to kind of see if anything, you know, happens. It's, it's really awesome, man. I love it. Life's kind of full of questions and it's really kind of scary when you get an answer to it, especially if you're asking a ghost, like, who are you? And then you get an answer back. Like I wasn't expecting that type thing. Like, I mean, I'm more than happy. Like if I was going to choose a superpower, I wouldn't choose being able to see ghosts. I would definitely choose like being able to predict the weather. Like, that's a great fucking power, first of all. Like, if you're telling me, like, I could insert a chip, like a Neuralink, into your head, it can either – you can choose road A, where you can see ghosts and you can be able to communicate with, like – maybe you can't talk to them, but they can talk to you. And then you can, like, nod your head and maybe figure out your own, like, coded secret messaging, hand signals, whatever, to for them to be able to understand. Or road B is being able to feel the weather. Like you said, kind of feel a presence sometimes my knees they feel like i don't know i would say like stiff and i'm like if there's a storms are coming you know i would like to have that type of ability instead of being able to see ghosts because i think the reason why some people can't see them is not that they're just maybe out of tune of some things but it's a different frequency and i feel like there's a reason why those frequencies are there when they cross bleed into each other the reason why we can't see them 24 7 or like Imagine if everybody in the world has ever died is still here with us. So like where I live right now in my studio or whatever, there could be like maybe 50 people died at this spot. I don't know. There was a bus crash. Imagine if they're just those, those frequencies bleeded over. And then I'm just seeing 50 people that just can't leave this area because this is where they died. You know how hard that would be for me to have some alone time in my fucking room when there's just ghosts that are standing there like what you watch and i'm like netflix like what's netflix it's like it's a fucking streaming series and it's like what's a streaming series i'm like when did you die you know like it's it's that whole concept <laughs> oh it's crazy man like uh and how you mentioned like the whole like you know if you had like a superpower you know when you mentioned like the whole weather thing i was actually kind of chuckling in my head because you and my great grand my uh, grandfather who's passed would get along really well because he always complained about the weather i'm like you two would get along so well together <laughs> you know and it's just like it's crazy man like it's and like you know with the whole you know i a lot i always tell people as long as i'm at peace at my home you know because i live in a two-bedroom apartment by myself I've heard things, but, you know, you also, you know, check out, like, the structure of certain buildings and all that stuff. Like, I, I know my place isn't, like, haunted or anything like that. 
I had like a lady that lived here for 30 years and she moved out so she can handle it. So can I, but, <laughs> but yeah, man, it's just like, and you know, ever since, you know, joining this team and, you know, they've like this, the amount of knowledge that they all have is just incredible. You know, I couldn't be more fortunate to be a part of it. And it's just, I want to definitely be able to explore what else is out there, you know, and, I it's would go really on cool. a hunt with you guys. I would, I would go and like, I wouldn't even call it a hunt, but like an exploration, I would say it's just a concept of like, I just read an article, like not even a couple of days ago where a kid, um, he, something, he died. And then when he came back, they somehow brought him back to life. He was able to find the, like his, from a past life, he was able to find that the person's remains and then also find the killer. And I was reading, I was like, that is the most clickbaity article I've ever seen in my entire life where I had to click it and I clicked it and I'm reading it through it. I'm like, Hmm, like I, 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 I can't poke a hole in it. Like I can't like, it, it's a really, 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 really crazy coincidence. But on the concept of, is that possible with past lives? I just wish they would give you that information. Like I, do you have to die to receive all that information, you know, of past lives or can I just like maybe, Somebody kills me, and then I get brought back to life. And the next thing you know, hey, I remember in the 17th dynasty, I was a proud ruler of the Shanghai, whatever. You know, I would love to be able to right. read that off like it's like that. Oh, it's crazy, man. Like, that's 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 insane, man. How, um, if you don't mind me asking, like, how long have you been into the whole, um, I'm sure you have some knowledge of the paranormal or have been into that type of thing. Like, what was your craziest experience, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, it's a tough one, man. I've had a few. I've told April my rare one. Um, which is like one I really don't mention cause there's no flipping tables or like anything insane, but like my whole family, like when it comes to like, maybe the idea of what paranormal or psychic is like my grandma has been known to see ghosts and stuff like that. But there's like this weird feeling that I get sometimes and it skips a generation. So my brother doesn't have it, but like everybody on my mom's side kind of does, but my brother just didn't, I guess, didn't get the cards, but I used to get deja vu so intense as a kid. I mean, like to, I could point out minutes of it. Now I get them in my dreams when I sleep. So when I sleep and I dream, which is rare since I'm an insomniac, I get like, visions i would say of like it seems like it's just the dream playing out like what my brain would create but they always end up happening where i'm like deja vu where um i had a really intense dream i i saw a body in like a channel like a canal and i remember going downstairs and it was like a really intense one like when i get dreams i got like feels like somebody's stabbing me in the heart and i like freak out and um so i went downstairs you know crack open a bowl of cereal or something my mom goes have you have you been feeling okay and i'm like i'm fine i just had a really intense dream she's like what was it about so i described the dream to her and she goes can you do me a favor and look at this picture and shows me a picture of a dude on the phone and that's the dude who i saw on the channel and i was like i was like i that's the guy from my dream and she's like where did you see it and i told her and like not even a couple of days later they found the body near a place that i had described and i was like that's a fucking coincidence. Sure. If you want to say that, but it's not the first time that's happened. Like my dad's not a skeptic. My, I mean, my dad's a skeptic. My dad's not a believer in any of the paranormal stuff, but I saw him become a believer when there was a girl, a little girl that went missing when I was probably around like 12 years old. Her last name is Foxwell or something like that. I don't want to say her full name just in case. Um, I think like a six-year-old, seven-year-old girl. My mom had a dream and started freaking out to my dad and was like, I want you to call 911 this anonymously right now. And my dad's like, I'm not fucking calling 911 saying you found yeah. this girl's body. Like, that's insane. And my mom's like, if you don't do it, I'm going to do it. And my dad's like, fine. He calls it in. They found the girl. And my dad was a believer ever 
from that day. He's like, I don't know what the hell that was, but it, she hundred percent got a dream of where this girl's location was and found it. And they mm-hmm. found the little girl. And I'm like, that's where I, I start looking at it. Like you can be a skeptic as much as you want, but to be so short-minded to think that there's nothing else out there when you're gone, that your energy, you can feel the presence leave when you see, go to a funeral. I just went to one the other day. It's, there's a coldness to it. There's an empty husk in front of you. Where does that energy go? It can't just fade away. Oh, exactly. You just actually reminded me of a story I would love to tell you since we're uh, sharing these types of things. Uh, a couple of years ago, actually, no, I think like maybe six or five, my uh, grandfather's uh, second youngest brother passed away from uh, cancer. And he was really, you know, big into like, you know, Jesus Christ going to church, which is, you know, awesome. And he, uh, he was a very wonderful guy. Like you would love, him. he was very easygoing. And, and the day that he passed away, I will never forget this. I think my pap, which is his oldest brother, uh, my grand uncle Chunk, which is the oldest of the four sons, and my uh, great uncle Bill, who's the youngest of the four, as well as my great uncle Tommy, who's the one that passed, and his, I think his wife and his four kids, at the exact same time, they all got a phone call from their own home calling their house at the exact same time and nobody on the other end we were thinking that maybe that's our great uncle tom letting us know that he's okay you know i'm like and my dad's like yeah that doesn't happen in the digital world that should not have happened they all got a phone call their their own home uh, home called them you know it, it said like their name and everything and they answered the phone nobody on the other line weirdest thing ever it's weird the ways they communicate though. Cause people like I've gotten all my, like if you want to talk about maybe what you would call a, uh, somebody speaking to you beyond the grave or something like that. I've always gotten them through like a dream or something. Like I've had family members that get them from like, Oh, the, you know, I see them in my dreams, you know, I'm able to talk and communicate with spirits there. Um, but it, to me, it's just like, it's a, it's an energy level thing. I believe when your guard is up, even though you feel like, hey, my guard is definitely like, hey, ghost, my guard's down. It's not truly down. There's just something there that you can't take down. There's just it, it's got to be something like you can only get in your sleep when all body functions are in a state of rest or something. When you're not anticipating, when you're not, you know, thinking of something's going to happen is probably the easiest way to communicate. It's why children are usually like kind of people that can see these types of ghosts or spirits because they're just their energy level is a different it's a different playing field from when you're an adult i mean ghosts are going to be much easier to talk to a 10 year old than they're going to try and talk to a 40 year old trumper it's like hey like i don't it's going to be a hard wall to break through no pun intended but it's it's a (laughs) it's a it's a concept of like the pathways they choose it's in my mind in the next 50 years we should definitely be having something that could give us at least a slight bit more evidence that could be believable for more people to turn to the side that paranormal is real not so many skeptics there seems to be more skeptics than there are people that choose to believe in it and and the thing is too with that like i mean there's stuff out there all the time you know it just it just depends on if we want to believe it or not you know i know people like you know, my, you know, mother, she believes in it, but she's like, oh, Phil, make sure you don't bring anything home to my house. You know, my dad's just like, you know, whatever. (laughs) And uh, now you mentioned like the whole like sleeping thing. Like I've, I get sleep paralysis sometimes. It's freaky. Yeah. I, uh, actually there was one instance, I think it was like maybe last month I was sleeping on my couch and my body will kind of go into like a, kind of like a rigor mortis type mode where I started to hear like a really loud ringing in my left ear 
it doesn't like freak me out, but I just have a feeling if like I don't snap out of it, something's going to happen. Well, I was so like in my own little world, I was awake, but not. I saw this orange arm reach over the arm of the couch and tap me on the shoulder twice. Didn't freak me out or anything. I just like shut, you know, shook back up. I was like, okay, that was weird, (laughs) you know, but I I mean, I don't know if that's an example of sleep paralysis, but it was one of the most unusual things because it happens a lot, not the whole arm thing, but just like, you know, and like I said, I think a lot of stuff happens whenever you're, like you said, your body is just, you know, in the state of not being able to do anything and relax, you know, relaxation. And, you know, especially with kids too, it's like, Hey son, who are you talking to? Oh, I'm just talking to my new friend. And they're like six years old. Like, okay, this is kind of weird. I'm going to go walk over here now. You know, that's something that went away was imaginary friends used to be a huge thing. And I'm like, maybe it's, I would obviously not being more creative when it comes to like our imagination of trying to keep us occupied when we're bored. But like when you go to, I have many theories on sleep cause I'm an insomniac. I've had sleep paralysis. It's, it's the scariest fucking thing, at least in my oh, opinion dude. of not being able to move. But my buddy sleeps with his eyes open. So I was like, I got to figure out as much about sleep as possible to see what these things are. But like you ever stared a light for too long and then you try and look at a person and then you see like the outline of the person as an energy. You get that sometimes when you sleep, like you wake up and there's like this splotchy like shadow figure or a person figure, like energy looks like it's blue. It's red. It's whatever. It's it's always a different color. Maybe that's because when your mind, when you go to sleep and you hit that REM sleep and you can finally drift off into dreamland, I consider that like, it's a theory. Like I said, um, your dreams are like doorways that you're going through. Like you're just trying to find the next movie to hop into like an alternate universe or something. Not that it's actually happening. It's just your brain's way of like bringing you off into something where like some people that never wake up, not that they die, but they're in a coma or something because they never could find their way back from the dream world. You got to think if reincarnation, you don't remember any of that stuff. Why the hell would they give you an epic dream like that? And then tell you everything to where you could just fall right back asleep and get right back into that dream world. It's the same reason why I can't have the same dream of Kate Upton four times in a fucking row. It's not going to happen. It's I always get a random one. I always go, here's a Kate Upton dream. And then the next one I'm stuck on a fucking boat with Sandra Bullock. I'm like, this is fucking terrible. You know what I mean? Right. She looks, she's still good looking too, man. She's got resting bitch face, man. Just (laughs) horrible. (laughs) Oh, I tell you what, man, I actually, uh, you, you just reminded me of where I just got done watching that one movie, uh, Premonition, a couple weeks ago with my parents. It's like, and she, she still got it, but she does have the resting bitch syndrome. <laughs> it's the whole thing I kept thinking when I was watching Bird Box. I was like, all I'm thinking of is you look like you want to teach me a lesson and not in the fun, fun, fun way. <laughs> what did you think of that movie? What, Bird Box? Mm-hmm. I always shit on it until the guy I podcasted with his friend wrote the book for it and got the movie deal. And he told me to watch my mouth and I was like, Oh, it is terrible though. Like Sandra Bullock ruined it. And he's like, yeah, that's true. She did. ruin it. I, was like, right. I liked the concept. I think they could have used a different actress. Yeah. I, it's a good, I mean, it's, I think it's better in book form. That's probably something where it's like the anticipation like a book can give you is better. It's like, you know, X-Files type things, for instance, like those seem better if you're reading it because you can put a little bit more impact, gives a little bit more to the imagination. But the fact is there's no clear cut evidence when it comes to X-Files stuff. There's no clear cut anything when it comes to this spooky stuff, which is why I think it's an awesome mystery. 
but it makes me question more of how we're we able to go to Mars and we're not able to fucking see a ghost, you know, properly with the uh, proper equipment or something, you know, it's only certain people have that ability. It's like, that's going to be hard to give people all these personal experiences and turn a believer into, you know, or turn someone into a believer when they have not witnessed it for themselves. Right. Exactly. Too. It's just crazy. Like we have so many capabilities to do a lot more than we think we can, you know, it's just, sometimes you just have to kind of go the extra mile a little bit, you know, it's uh, and you you mentioned like books and stuff too. Um, like what are some of your favorite authors? Because I'm trying to get into you know reading and it's a pain in the ass. But <laughs> I like a lot of uh, like the Greek mythology Percy Jackson series and so. I mean, I have a bookcase, but it's just there for like show. So when people come in, they go, "You read?" I'm like, "No," but I do look educated when I have the fucking Stephen King bookcase beside me. Um, <laughs> one book I do recommend, and it's a it's not a big one. I'm not a big reader guy. Um, Graphic Universe, man, those comics books that like i had those in school they taught me so much about my interest in mythology uh everything but there's a book called inside out okay and it's um it's a kind of like a sequel to there's another one called cruise control and it's about the cruise control is about a brother from high school um right the oldest one who's got like all the star talent athlete skills and everything like that and his younger brother is mentally challenged in a wheelchair and kind of just makes noises, can't really talk. And you don't even really know if the words are sinking into his head, but he talked about like, it's the conflict of like him wanting his brother to be dead because his brother's just like a strain on his family. And then also he loves him because it's his brother. And then you read the sequel, which is inside out and it's from the brother's perspective. And the brother is fucking Stephen Hawking smart, but cannot communicate because he just, he's like trapped inside his own body. And it's like this whole perspective where like I studied mental health. I studied just the brain and how that works on the concept of mentally challenged people. That's, avenue i feel like a lot of people aren't truly understanding that they're pointing out things that we're not even seeing like colors are brighter to them you know the simplest things ease their mind when all the simplest things can upset ours you know it's just a crazy trying to put yourself in that perspective scenario see i want to i would love to study that stuff you know i kind of regret not you know diving into that type of field whenever i was in college because i was lazy (laughs) it's just a very like, you know, with the whole, like, you know, that type of thing, psychology and all that stuff. And, you know, I don't know, just I love learning about people's, you know, minds and thought processes and why they are the way they are yeah. kind of thing. It's just, uh, oh, man, it's, you know, I'll be 35 next month and I missed out on so much back in my, you know, school going days. And I'm like, damn it. You know, it's like, I don't I'm too lazy to go back and I just don't want to spend the time on it. But at the same time, it's just like, I have this whole world ahead of me. I have so much time to, you know, redigest stuff. And I'm like, do I really want to do this right now? But I'm like, I better, you know, before it's too late. Well, if I gave you Elon Musk money and I told you, you can choose an area of study to research, what would you choose? Would you choose like exploring space? Would you choose exploring our oceans? Would you choose exploring the mind? Cause the minds for me, like, there's just, right. there's too much about it. Like if you, in the next hundred years, I expect people to start having like some mutant abilities, not on the concept of like Wolverine claws or anything, but like <laughs> dumb shit, like being able to like read minds, but you can't get it to stop. Like Mel Gibson in that one movie, like think like a man, <laughs> whatever it is. Yes. Yeah. 
So like, oh, yeah. I, I think that's a possibility because it's going to be something like that. Like, oh, you got super spit, but you can just spit really, really far. It's not like it's acidic or anything. It's like, all right, so I could be the farthest spitter. That's a f- But then the powers are just going to become more better and bigger and stronger. Next thing you know, we're going to have a race of like people with fucking eagle wings. <laughs> if you were to pick one superpower besides like predicting the weather, what would it be? And I can't have predicting the weather. Yeah fuck um i know <laughs> sorry it's just cool because like i mean anything at all like you could have all the power and you know probably like i don't know i like the ability to teleport but at the same time if i choose that i know there's going to be like a genie clause that's like you have to wait 24 hours after you use it and i'm like that's i rather have the ability to adapt like you ever see um the first x-men the the one with the when they were younger when they were designing the team and that one dude that got killed that could adapt to anything like she just put a fireball thing in his mouth and he swallowed it in his body tried to turn metal to stop it and he died that <laughs> hero the darwin character the ability to survive and adapt to your that's fucking that's perfect you will have every power basically oh dude that'd be so cool man i love those x-men films dude oh, i love them do you like wolverine origins though because a lot of people don't like that I liked it because it was different, you know, to what it should have been. Like, I'm a big fan of Hugh Jackman, and I'm a big fan of Wolverine. Although it's kind of funny because he's not like the Wolverine in the comic books because he's a lot bigger than what the comic book one was. But I liked it, man. I mean, it wasn't like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing ever. It was fun. You know, it was a lot of people can't like you said, a lot of people hated it because it just wasn't a good story. I'm like, well, I mean, it's, it's entertaining. It's, it was fun. I like it because they introduced the brother, man. The brother is like, that was a great thing to see. Like, you never see the brother in any films. He doesn't have, he should have his own movie, but that's the only movie I see him in. Is that the, um, that's Lee Schreiber who played Sabretooth, I think, isn't it? I don't know his name. I just know how handsome he is. (laughs) He's a good looking dude. (laughs) I like his, uh, his uh, version of Sabretooth more than Tyler Mains from the first X-Men. I don't know why he just didn't have any personality to him that was big yeah that was the one probably that looked the most like the comics i would say was the very very first one but it just didn't it there there was no character to it he just it was because they're technically not really supposed to be brothers or something it's supposed to be like he's he was frozen during the uh, ice age or whatever then he came out of that that's why they call him saber tooth and he's got like the mono brow and the caveman look to him but then you see the one in wolverine um origins or whatever his own movie it's like oh yeah they fought like you get to see him fight the wars like every single war and shit and it's like that's he's the older brother too and like that makes a better story than it did with the very first one where they just introduced him for like five minutes and then fucking said screw off for the rest of the movie (laughs) did you see logan yeah that was sad man i don't like how they did that i understand the guy oh he's got something he can't cure so it's just slowly killing him i'm like Come on. He's fucking Wolverine, man. Oh, man. That was such a good film, dude. The ending, I cried a little bit. I did. I mean, I, I'm a bit of a sap. You were with them for eight movies. You have the right to cry. <laughs> right? Exactly. I was like, oh, no. Why? Uh, I don't want to, like, spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it, but I'm like, it, it, you, don't, you don't expect it to happen, but then you realize it's going to happen from what he did, you know, what he does, like you said. And it's just like, well, this sucks. <laughs> and I'm a big fan of Patrick Stewart. He he was like perfect as like the you know 
I think he makes like the best Professor Xavier I've ever seen in my entire life. He was like perfect for that role. What did you think about X Men Apocalypse? Eh, wasn't bad. The villain I wasn't a fan of. He just was too. Sounds kind of weird. He was too short. If that makes short. Sense. I was about yeah. to say, is he too godly? Because he literally had like every power. He's like fucking unstoppable. Yeah, his powers were cool. I, I gotta watch it again, man. I've only seen it once. He just like, upgrades other mutants. That's like the cool power, but he also has like every other power. Like they just didn't even put anything in his claws or anything. the one thing I didn't like about that movie was at the ending when everybody was teaming up against him. They had mm-hmm. him pinned to the ground with metal. I've rewinded it 10 times to make sure I could slow it down to make sure if it actually happened. He got hit in the dick with a giant metal rod and he <laughs> did not flinch from that. <laughs> one went into his shoulder, his shoulder went back, one went into his chest, one went into like his kidney, then one went straight into his nuts. And I was like, bruh, <laughs> you don't want to heal from that. <laughs> I can just imagine him doing like a blue for real and be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, be realistic on it. Shit, man. Like, even, even with Quicksilver, he was holding the back of people's necks while he would yes. f- like run really fast to make sure they didn't get whiplash or whatever. And that mansion scene was perfect. You're playing um Sweet Dreams while, like, and running through the mansion, saving everybody's life. Yeah, that's a good one. But then you you don't, you gotta have the dick flinch. Like, it just didn't make sense to me. You gotta like, uh, like, I mean, come on. All the powers in the world, you don't feel that. Right. Who's your favorite superhero? Damn. Yeah, right. That's a good one there. <laughs> which which universe? Any universe at all. Uh, if you were to pick one to like just hang out with and learn, sounds kind of crazy. I, 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 well, I shouldn't say learn, just kind of like if you were to, if you had a choice to pick one to like be the superhero of all superheroes and nobody else can, you know, take that spot, who would you pick? Green Lantern. Really? Yeah, I like uh, I like okay. the movie too. I know a lot of people hate on that movie, but I don't care. It's still good to me. Was that good? That's the one with uh, Ryan Reynolds, I think. Was That's it? how you know it's bad when you say, is that good? Like, <laughs> it's, it's not a memorable one, but yeah, the Ryan Reynolds one. But like, I just like the, the Lantern core. I think it goes deeper and I'm hoping they make another movie on it. But I like the concept of it. You know, it's got to suck probably to power up a ring. I wouldn't want that power. But at the same time, like, being able to create shit with your mind using a ring, like, come on now, man. <laughs> See, now I'm gonna have to watch that movie because you because you said it was really good. I was kind of skeptical about it because like everybody was like, oh, this movie sucks, but it's nice getting an opinion like that too. Because I'm a big Ryan Reynolds fan. Like Deadpool was incredible, like one of my favorite superhero films ever. But I'm gonna have to check that one out. That's a uh, yeah. What about you? Who you choose? I am a Superman fan all the way. How'd you feel about uh, in Justice League where he killed Joker? I liked Justice League a lot. I did. Okay. I did. Okay. I don't know why. I just I like Christopher Reeves Superman, and I like Henry Cavill Superman. Henry and Brand, Brandon Routh was okay, but Chris, but uh, Henry Cavill looked. He was like to me the embodiment of the more modern day Superman, and. Plus the guy's fucking jacked, you know. So <laughs> there's a some I saw a picture or uh, video on Facebook. Someone had like they take movie scenes and they like put motivational stuff or words on top of it and make it mean what it's not. Like people, some people don't even know what the movie is. And um, they took a scene from Superman, and it was like 
you touch my mom or something and I'll destroy you. Like I defends his mother was the title of the thing. And it was a fucking scene from Superman where the dude lifted the truck and threw it into the building and it was threatening uh, Superman's mom. And Superman comes out of nowhere and grabs the guy and like starts beating the shit out of him through like a gas station and all that. And I'm like, there are people in like India that have never seen this fucking movie. And they're like, Oh my God, that dude's insane. And I'm like, it's like when I watch powerlifting videos at three o'clock in the morning, I'm like, he's benching a truck. Like it's, there's no context. I'm like, is anybody commenting that this is Superman film? No, everybody was like, that's exactly what I would do. I'm like, Oh, fucking really? You'd fly through a fucking wall and throw a dude through. It didn't make any sense. (laughs) It was so fun though, man. Oh, dude. I don't know why. Just I'm always like people always like kind of like look at me like why would they have Superman? He's like a god. I'm like why pick him because he can do anything. I mean shit. You know. Would you rather be born on another planet and then come to a planet that's a hundred percent different from yours and have that because that might be a possibility in our future? Is like you ever see the movie uh the boy born on Mars or the boy from Mars? Oh, I've heard of that. Was that any good? He um it was about a boy that was literally yep. Born on Mars, um, but he had his body adapted to that climate and that gravitational pull. That's like it's either is it heavier or it's less? I don't know which one it is, but his body, yeah, it's less. So his body couldn't adjust when he came to Earth to actually live where the rest of us live. And so when they brought him over in the spaceship and everything, because like the mom was born here, she trained here, she was an astronaut, and she went up to Mars and had a kid he come down here, he died after like a year because his body couldn't acclimate to the pressure and the gravity of this earth. And his organs were all developing weird because the new pressure onto his body that his body wasn't used to. I'm like, eventually we're going to have people that are going to be born on other planets, maybe thousands and thousands of years from now. But then imagine you're born on like the heaviest planet. Like, come on now. Like you come to (laughs) earth, you're a fucking God. Like you could jump 40 feet in the air. I feel like we would have retirement planets too. Like we ship all our old people to a planet. You just have a planet that doesn't have a strong gravity field. So it's like, you can just golf all fucking day. Like, (laughs) Oh man. And you should actually, there's um, YouTube videos on the size comparisons of all the planets. It is crazy. Like, Jupiter is actually one of the smallest known planets, technically, which is insane. Like, I was watching, like, it goes from, like, you know, the moon, Earth, and there are things out there that make the sun look like a little pebble. I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) Now, I don't know if it's Jupiter or if it's, I don't, I'm not going to say Mercury, but one of those is our shield. So whenever an asteroid comes through, that planet actually stops that asteroid from hitting us. And it actually happened like two Halloweens ago. We had a giant asteroid that was like the size of like Australia or something like that. That was coming towards Earth. But that planet, all it does, its gravitational pull just sucks everything away from Earth. And it actually takes the hits for us. So I'm like fucking champ. (laughs) That's a champ. Thank you. You (laughs) That's crazy, man. It's. You know, because we, I mean, that's one thing I would love to do. Like how you mentioned earlier about like studying space. Like I've been getting into it a lot recently. It's just the amount of stuff that's out there. Like it makes us so like inferior, you know, because it's just huge and it keeps on going and going and going. Like I just got done watching uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey last night for the very first time. Amazing film. 
and like all the shots of like space and like you know light speed i'm like oh my god it makes you want to cry because of how beautiful it is you know now that you've watched that go follow neil degrasse tyson and look back at his older tweets he's got Ooh. like he points out all the flaws of all the space movies and it's <laughs> It, it, it really like I love it because some dude commented and he was like, how about you just shut the fuck up? And Neil deGrasse Tyson's <laughs> like, I'm not doing it to insult the movie. I'm just I'm pointing out how they've gotten some things inaccurate, but out of everything else, they got accurate. So it's just, you know, like the dude's drinking a straw, like through a straw. And it's like he when he pulls himself away, the liquid goes back down instead of staying in the drink like it would in space. It's like simple shit like that. But then some dude's just like, no, I'm not having your shit, Neil deGrasse Tyson. I'm like, listen. Listen to the man. He's a he's smart for a reason. Yeah, it's just like, and you have to expect that too, man. You know, it's just like whenever people pick apart a film, they're not doing that to be assholes. They're just telling you what it's actually like. You know, I mean, it's you know, I because like you know, movies you can never make them one thousand percent realistic, unless it's like a war film or something like that. But even those have their parts where it's just like, well, that wouldn't actually happen, but it looks really cool on screen. You know, and plus you have to sell it to an audience, so. It's well, like, like like you were saying before, would I rather have gone to school to study this stuff or like that? But like, but would you want to end up like people go, I would rather like be in a high research department or something. I'm like, I wouldn't because I don't think I could handle it. Like the biggest fear for me when the COVID bill was released was that they were going to give us information about aliens. Oh, yeah, they did. It wasn't what I think a lot of people were hoping it would be, where it was like, oh, we have pictures of fucking aliens. It was more like all these encounters that have now become published. Um, You look at that like there are some things that you probably don't want to know. Like I always thought how cool it would be to be a volcanologist. And then I talked to one and I realized I'd never want that job in a million years because of the amount of pressure you get knowing that you're on an island where there's an active volcano that can go off at any minute. And at any moment you see a blip in your chart or something that is seismic activity, you're going to have to let all these people know that a volcano is going to come and it's going to wreck the Island and they all have to move and leave homes that they've grown up in, lived in for 30, 40 years, and people are going to refuse to do so. So having that pressure on your head, I'm like, I wouldn't want to be the person that studies alien radio astronomy or astrology or whatever, because then you would have to be focused on that. And then what happens if you come across something, that fear of trying to get people to fucking believe you when, you know, a large amount of the population isn't going to, it's the same thing with the paranormal. Oh, absolutely, man. And, you know, it's like watching the movies, uh, Dante's Peak and Deep Impact, you know, two films, one about an asteroid that's about to hit Earth and another one about an active volcano, you know, just to actually be in charge of something like that would be freaking insane. It's like, oh, God, this thing is about to go off. I got to tell the entire community. But then again, you know, people are stubborn just because, you know, it's like, no, I'm going to stay right here. If I'm dying, I'm going to die right here. It's just like, oh, you know. It's like whenever somebody dies and they come back from the dead and they go, I saw the other side. And it's like, imagine if you died and then the Grim Reaper, whoever, the person that's supposed to carry you into the next life or next whatever journey, heaven or hell, shows you an hourglass and says, this is when your time's up. And then it's like, there's still time left in the jar. And you're like, why? I'm dead, though. It's like, well, you're going to go back. But this is everybody's time jars. And you look and they're all the same amount of time. And you're like, why? What's happening? It's like. You're going to have to let the world know that the world's coming to an end. And then you come back and you start trying to tell people nobody's fucking believing you. And you even sound crazier when you go, I died and then came back. They would be like, all right, now we got to lock you the fuck up. 
Oh man, this is a crazy question. But if you had a, if you were given the choice to know when you were going to die or not, would you want to know? Depends. Yeah. If I find out when I'm going to die, do I get to do as much crazy? Like, can I shoot myself in the face and still be alive? Or does that make it happen quicker? Oh, oh God. <laughs> oh Lord. Think it through. You got to, somebody gives you a card with the exact date and time right. that you're going to die. Right. Don't look at it. That curiosity is always going to be there. But if you do look at it and then it's like 50 years from now, that means I could jump out of an airplane without a parachute. I'm not going to die because that's not the day I'm going to die. It, it's going to be that day. It's going to hurt like hell though. But <laughs> True. It's like, that's the one but, thing about Wolverine superpower, the Deadpool superpower. <laughs> I'm like, it still hurts. You're still feeling that pain. <laughs> oh man. That's crazy. Like, you know, I don't know. Like I'm, am I worried about like, you know, when it's going to happen? Like, I don't, I don't fear death. I never did. I mean, I just, the only thing I really want to know is if I'm going up there or down there, mm-hmm. you know, I hope I'm going up there. Um, but, you know, if you're like Mr. <laughs> Ray, just wait until they wrote it wrong. Instead of all the good stuff to get into heaven is actually the stuff that keeps you out and all the bad stuff actually is what gets you in. You're like, oh, so wait, <laughs> some dude just translated it wrong. You're like, yeah, man, you actually have been a fucking asshole in life. It's like, but I donated to so many charities. He goes, I didn't want you doing that. What are you doing? Oh, yeah. And that's weird, though. You ever realize that, like, am I doing the right thing or is it the wrong thing in somebody else's eyes? You and know? you don't know. And that's the scary part. Uh-huh. Every priest I've ever asked, what's the answer to life? Uh, just have faith. Well, fuck, if I'm dying and I'm doing everything I think is good, then how do you know, man? Because based on where you're from, your morals are going to be different. In some countries, they eat dog. In some countries, they don't. It's all moralities. And the thing too, like, you know, you can help some old lady cross the street, but in your mind, you'd be like, I hope you get hit by a fussy old bat kind of thing. So you're helping them, but at the same time, mentally, you're not. So it's just like, oh crap, am I setting myself up for failure or am I actually doing the right thing? But if my physical action is conflicting with my emotional action, uh, good, you know? Are you an asshole or are you, is your brain (laughs) trying to tell you that you're doing the wrong thing? This person is going to kill a load of children at a school or something oh and that's one thing i want to learn about like the human mind you know because a lot of these people who commit such heinous acts you know they appear to their friends and family completely normal and fine but then what made them snap it's like well they were never bullied they always did good grades in school good grades in school but now they just shot up a whole school what the fuck happened I'm like, we don't know. We have no idea. A good family and everything. But I, I just said uh, that goes to show you that, you know, the adversary is really good at what he does. <laughs> you know, we'll think it through. Like for schizophrenia, the f- easiest treatment we've had for so long to be able to fix that was electroconvulsive therapy, which is shocking your brain pathways. So whenever you would feel that urge of when schizophrenia would arise, they see certain parts of the brain light up. They would just snap off those nerves and make sure that that wouldn't happen so you wouldn't have a freak out well if there's a way to do that and there's also like mk ultra that conspiracy everyone talks about it's it's true shit it's but when you say brainwashing people think like some science shit it's just hypnosis you can trick people into doing things without them knowing that they're doing it so it's like our brains are so fragile in aspects i mean i think i talked to sean at one time and said um 
there's a theory or there's a syndrome called foreign accent syndrome. And that is when you hit your head and then you completely develop a foreign accent where there's literally people that's, it sounds like bullshit. Even when you're watching, you're like, there's no way there's a woman from Texas who talks like she has an English accent and it just went away. She just, she lost her normal speak and starts talking like she's from England and she's never been there. She's never even left Texas. She's come. She looks like honey boo boo. And you're like, how in the hell? And that just, it's a, so, something with our brain. Sometimes somebody hits something and they can see colors. They can Ooh, yeah. not see colors. They can hear colors, like hearing mm. an actual color. Like there's a girl, I watched a video on Facebook. Um, She was tasting Skittles and Skittles. They all taste the same. Yeah, I saw that one. She could taste the flavors. Mm-hmm. That's fucking nuts, right? Isn't it crazy? Like, holy shit. <laughs> And like, didn't like her boyfriend like kind of try to trick her by giving her like the same color, and she was like, "I see what you did," or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's oh, that's dude. that's crazy though. Like, people can get that niche with their brains. It makes me wonder. Like, if I didn't have enough uh, memory for all the conversations I've had, well, what else could I store in here? Like, bird watching or some shit. <laughs> I tell you what, though, I really envy people who have like a photographic memory or can literally remember everything. You know, I can't remember the shit I said last week. I'm like, sucks. You know, <laughs> I can't remember details of books, but I can like I've walked my grandma who's lived in the one house she had for 30 years. And I was only there on weekends when I until I was like four. But I could I could walk her through the whole entire thing to the point where she was like, no, we never had that. I was like, we did. We did have that. And I would walk her through. And then afterwards she was like, Oh my God, like, how do you remember? Like, I, I, I believe you. I a hundred percent believe you. You completely walked me through that house. And I totally forgot about all those things. I was like, just certain things that, you know, I remember like just stained in my, like when you do a wood stain with a wood burn or something, that's like that in my fucking eyelids. Right. Oh yeah. Like I can remember events that happened like really, particular events like i i remember exactly what i was doing whenever the 9-11 thing happened i fucking knew i was gonna toss out 9-11 like a joke and you literally went i remembered i think everyone remembers 9-11 that was (laughs) dramatic oh dude yeah i remember that day i remember exactly what i was doing the day that my uh you know my uncle my dad's older brother his family got into a car accident i remember that was like 11 years ago i remember exactly what i was doing that day um you know, it's just like your mind just doesn't allow you to forget certain things, I guess, in a way as a remembrance type of thing. Yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's a significant trauma, just like hitting your head is a, a memory or a certain event can impact an emotional trauma, which is like that's even harder to diagnose. Like, how do you find like when people have PT- I have PTSD over jet skis? And that's only because I was hit by one and almost killed. So it's like whenever I one gets near me, I freak the fuck out. Like, you know, I had I worked a good while after that doing jet skis for a couple of years. But I always it's it's a PTSD. I still get if somebody's coming at me, I, they have to stop and I have to go to them. They can't come to me because I just start freaking out, getting a panic attack mode. Oh, yeah. And I I get very. I worry a lot about stuff like my heart starts to race like if I know I'm going to have like a really serious conversation that's not going to particularly be positive like I get very like you know palms are sweaty I end up talking really fast my mouth starts going dry you know because you know I guess that's my way of being overly stressed about stuff you know and uh like if I were to like you know have a serious conversation with somebody about a particular thing 
normally I'd be like, okay, this is kind of cool. But then I get like either really shaky, overexcited or really shaky, like, oh crap, oh crap. What am I going to say? How's this going to end? You know, kind of thing. It's just always been, you know, that way for me, but it's, it's not as bad as it used to be because I'm getting older now, but you know, I never actually had like PTSD before. I mean, I'd never actually had any certain type of event that actually would, you know, push it into that level, you know, of like, you know, although I did actually, um, one of my friends who I used to be part of the Oklahoma paranormal team with, um, we were driving to uh, one of our investigations and this PTSD was kicking in. We actually went over a bridge and he actually had to duck down in my car because it reminded him of, you know, being in combat. I'm like, you okay, man. He's like, yeah, I just have to, PTSD is kicking in. I'm like, sorry. You know, cause you don't know how you do, you don't know how yeah. to respond. You know, you never actually been in their shoes, but it's. Crazy. That's the craziest thing is the triggers to stuff like that. Like with PTSD, like there's a really good show and it's a dumb show to mention, but I've said it in the past, the ranch, um, Dax Shepard was on like the newer seasons, but his character came back from war and had PTSD and the family was cooking like breakfast and the fire alarm started going off. Sure, freaked Ooh. the hell out and like ran out of the house screaming and stuff like that. Like his character captured that pretty well, but it shows people like there are triggers to your mind where it's like therapists, all that stuff. They do a lot. They, they do a lot to diagnose what the issue is, but our brains are so sensitive. You could go through a whole entire tour and not experience a single damn thing or experience a whole lot, and not pull anything from it. But then you go in the slightest little inclination of something you start, it ruins you for the rest of your life where every day you're looking into a mirror and you can't even stand to look at yourself anymore. It's just crazy how our brains like choose to perceive events. I would say. Oh yeah. Like, uh, this is a really silly example, but like, you know, a GPS system, um, you know, before those things became a thing, like if I were to get lost, I'd go into panic mode, you know? Yeah. But now I'm like, eh, whatever, I'm lost. I'll just start driving around, you know, enjoy the scenery. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, a, you know, you, you kind of go into the worst case scenario, like, oh my God, oh my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I'm going to freak out. You know, it's like, I'm never going to get back home kind of thing. But then it's like, okay, I'll be okay. You know, now I know where the hell I'm at. Does, you know, God forbid, you know, we use cell phones for everything, but yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It's, it's, it's crazy, dude. That's I, uh, yeah, I never really, I don't know. Nothing has ever actually like happened to the point where like, although I have a lot of really strange phobias, believe it or not. Like <laughs> I hate going into the woods only because I don't want to get poison ivy. Although it could be dead as it comes, it could be a haunted woods, but if there's poison ivy, it's like, forget that crap, <laughs> you know? Leaves of three, let it be, is what I've heard the saying yep. is. Oh, yeah. But I, I can like, relate I to like that, because the, the fucking poison ivy thing, you've ever rubbed calamine lotion on you? That's fucking awful. That is like, <laughs> I had it for like three days one time, and it was like, don't touch your face or your eyes, and I'm just like, what? Like I'm already touching my face and my eyes and everything. So it was like, that's, a, that's, a, that'll keep you from camping. If you've ever had a bad experience like that. Oh yeah. And I, I mean, I like the woods, like it's for like ghost hunting and stuff, but like there in a day, it's just like, I ain't going in there. It's like, are you scared? I'm like, no, there's poison ivy. I don't want to have itchy legs. Hell. Cause I had a, you're going to laugh at this. Uh, my parents, we go camping a lot. And I was like maybe a teenager and we went camping with one of my dad's um, work buddies and his wife. And I had mud all over my legs. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I grabbed the first branch I saw, cleaned my legs off. And the next day, oh, 
Oh yeah, a whole week of all that drug shit. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, see, that's not. I, I don't even consider that a phobia. I consider that being smart. Why would you want to go through that pain again? That's like PTSD with poison ivy, man. Like that's that's something you don't ever want to experience again. What gets me is though, like I want to talk to people that like like the My Strange Addiction show. Like I, yes. I that's insane to me. Like there. There was an article in like 2007. I don't know if you read it, but a woman made herself blind. Did you see that? Oh no! What the heck she happened? She dumped bleach in her eyes. Just, just straight up, fucking. And I, now, I. It's not the first time somebody has thought about doing that. So I had listened to a podcast with a woman who, um, she's like a stand-up comedian, but she was talking about how like she can only she just see spots. Like if you looked into a light, like we were talking about before. And um, they asked her what happened. Like, how did she, why did she see spots? Is it something like when you're born? What was it? And she goes, No, I used to do heroin a lot. And for fun, when you're on heroin, looking at the, looking up at the sun is pretty fucking cool. And she burned the nerve endings in her eyes to now she just sees spots everywhere. So I was like, All right. So this woman dumping bleach on her eyes. I was like, What? what's the problem? And she went on Dr. Phil and Dr. Phil was talking to her and she was like, because I, she was overweight woman. She was like, I was tired of looking in the mirror and seeing something that I didn't like. And she wanted to make sure she never saw it again. So she blinded herself. And I was like, Oh my God, you've been given the gift of sight that people would die for. And you legit ruined it with just, and I get it. I get it. But yeah. Oh, and that shit hurts. <laughs> it makes me cringe because it does. It didn't look like her eyes just went white. Like her eyelid down here was all like drooped down like a skeleton. And like the eye was like this way and black. And like it was like it, it looked like someone had like just took her eyes and crushed them and threw them back into her head. Like it, it did. Um, it, it had to be a painful process to go through, but to think that somebody would want to go through that much pain to make sure they never feel the emotional pain. Come on. Yeah. That's intense. It's just like, honey, your life can't be that bad. I don't look like, I don't like what I look like in a mirror. I get rid of the fucking mirror. <laughs> you know? I'm sure she didn't um, have a Gary V on speed dial that she could call, but you know, <laughs> Fucking that stuff gets me, man, is when I see stuff like that, like people in the My Strange Addiction show, it's like there's always something linked to some type of trauma. That's what they teach you in psychology is like, you know, it's always something in the past or it's their environmental influence. And it's like same thing with addiction. Are they addicted to the drug or are they addicted to the feeling of never feeling what that pain is that that they're getting from whatever that drug is like alcohol? It's keeping you off of whatever that feeling is, you know? all drugs kind of keep you from something i don't think it's the drug that's really the addiction i think it's the idea that that pain is so fucking strong it's like why you see a lot of people go to rehab when they go to rehab and they come out they usually go into something else and it's just because food whatever it is it's because you're not treating the problem if a dude's house burned down and you're like hey you're addicted to heroin let's get you off the heroin okay we fixed that problem but now they're just going to cocaine because their house is still burned down. You know, it's you didn't fix the big issue, which is the one that's bringing them to these outlets. Oh, exactly. You know, and and the thing is, like, you know, addictions or, you know, I know many people have, you know, suffered addictions. And, uh, you know, we all have an addictive personality, you know, like I'm addicted to, you know, music or movies, you know. And, and it's funny how you mentioned alcohol. Like, I actually haven't, you know, drank since... Uh, the very last day of last month and i'm 
pretty happy about that. It's never, never been like an issue with me or anything. It's just one of those things where it's just like a personal benefit, you know? It kills time. Like a, oh, absolutely. And plus it saves money, <laughs> you yeah. know? It, it just like, I don't know. My addiction, I have the, is caffeine. It's pretty bad. Like some days I'll have like, you know, one monster, then a cup of coffee. And I'll drink that at night sometimes too, but it knocks me out, which is kind of weird. Bro, <laughs> you don't even want to hear my daily caffeine intake. <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh>, try me. <laughs> I can drink 16 energy drinks in a day and go to sleep right afterwards. Actually, I've had about six right now. I'm feeling Ooh. all right. I've had a cup of a pot of coffee, not a cup, a pot. Um, <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I'm an insomniac, but caffeine le- legit has no effect on me. Like I can drink, I drink energy drinks for the taste i like the the the, not monster per se depending on the monster but more like uh rock stars like i like the watermelon they have a marshmallow one it's like it's fucking delicious and it's like i drink those for the taste because i can i used to kill like eight 20 ounce like the giant 32 ounce red bull things on my way to work to do jet skis in the morning while eating a bag of skittles in high school where my brother's fiance was like we need to get you to not do that anymore because you're gonna have a heart attack i'm like 26 just living to be 26 <laughs> how old are you now 23 oh my god i feel old. three years left <laughs> oh man it's and that's a thing like, like you said i do it for the taste man like i love monster zero red bull is my favorite i get the sugar-free one but yeah I that's what still, i do yeah right i think it tastes better I don't know why. Just Do you like my more. buddy's a fan of the white monster? I like the um, I think it's the the orange one. I know it tastes like orange juice, but I think it's pretty fucking good. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The, the I think the white one's that ultra zero sugar. I think that's the one it is. Yeah. Yes, I actually had a four pack of that the night. Destroyed all of it, but it was so delicious. You man. rich oh. bastard! They're expensive. They jacked they the price their- up. <laughs> it's like what for ten? It's like sixteen bucks. I'm like, who the fuck? Prince Henry? <laughs> Prince Henry. You're kidding me, right? I'm an idiot. I don't fucking think. I just see it and I'm like, oh, this looks good. Oh crap. What? <laughs> it's I you know, I went up to the price thing because that like I don't know if it's just my Walmart right now, but they hired a bunch of new dude. There's a dude in there that has tattoos all over his body, like all over his face, nice. neck, eyes. He's got his tattoo on his eyes. And he's stocking shelves. And I'm like, yep, the one job you could probably get is at working at Walmart because I don't think they care that much as long as you're wearing a shirt. Um, but they're stocking everything in the wrong spots. So I go to scan the item. If it's like, oh, a dollar for a two liter of A&W root beer, that's fucking insane. I scan it three bucks. I'm like, I'm going to say something. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm not. I'm not paying that. That's like, I, hey, the thing said a dollar, and they just go okay, and they type in the code, and then it goes drop drops down to a dollar. I'm like, you're not gonna check the price or anything. It goes no, we have a bunch of new people. They're always fucking up. I'm like, okay. Oh, wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my Walmart's awesome. I was buying cough medicine, and they had to scan the ID or scan the the worker's badge to make sure I wasn't making meth. And um, okay. I was like, I need. I need this for uh, NyQuil. And she was like, yeah, because you can make meth out of that. And I was like, who the hell's making meth out of cough syrup? And she goes, I used to make meth before I worked here. And I was like, (laughs) that's a lot of information to divulge in self-checkout at Walmart. (laughs) She goes, "Uh, you know, it was my past. And then she scanned the ID card. and She goes, you have a nice day. I'm like, you you do too. Don't do any more (laughs) meth. Like. (laughs) 
it's like you're quite you're quite bold for telling me this but okay <laughs> was she how old, how old did she look <laughs> she definitely i don't know how old she was but she looked like she was probably in her late 50s but that could be a part of the meth usage oh yeah oh my god it's it's just crazy because i've seen before and after photos of people who do meth it's bad yeah like the it's woman that stared at the fucking sun after doing heroin like I don't see the benefit of taking a drug that's going to fuck you up in that way for the rest of your life. Oh, fuck no. Like we, uh, <laughs> you just reminded me, I used to work at Giant Eagle. It's just, you've probably heard of them before. They're uh, off of uh, McKnight Road. And I was there for about 11 and a half years. We actually uh, had some dude who was on meth and this dude was whacked out of his mind. He kept trying to like, you know, offer me his half-eaten candy bar. And it was like, look at that. He's being kind to you and his highness. I know. I, know. I felt so bad. He was like, I'm not on meth. I never done meth in my entire life. <laughs> like, and the cop I was talking, he was like, yeah, that guy was fucking gone. I'm like, oh, dude. He was a nice dude. Really friendly. <laughs> when you're on meth, <laughs> sometimes you're nice and sometimes you want to stab somebody. <laughs> we we actually also uh, had to call the cops a while ago because some dude came in high on Xanax. This dude was like, imagine walking dead without the makeup. That's what he looked like. <laughs> and I just like see him like, you know, parading up and down the aisles. And this one female cop came by and grabbed him by his collar and like just dragged him out. He didn't put up a fight or anything. I miss those days, just seeing I'm, that shit happen. I'm close to Baltimore, so I see people not out in the street, like, all the time. Like, just, like, fold over, like, a lawn chair, where you're like, how does that seem fun? Like, I get you took too much, but, like, Jesus, man. Like, I don't want anybody kicking me while I'm on the ground and stomping on me or something. Oh, my God. It's crazy. What, what you from? You said you're from Baltimore? I'm from Maryland. Oh, very cool, man. Yeah, yeah. you're uh... – Mikey came down um, here and he had a YouTube a video of how to open up a fucking crab, which was like, that's sacrilege in my freaking state. <laughs> What's it like being up there? It's nice. I mean, it's 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 just like if it's it's a beach life tourist town type thing. It's busy in the summer, then it's dead in the winter, where you just want to beat your head on a door until the next day comes. Oh man, that's crazy. Have you always? Uh, did you grow up there? Yeah, born and raised. Sadly. Yeah, man. Hey. I'm born and raised in Pittsburgh, so it's home, but it's, you know. You're a Steelers fan? I am not. Good man. Yes. I, nothing against them as a team. I'm not a fan of Ben Roethlisberger. I think, I, I'm very indifferent with football. Very indifferent. Is that because Tom Brady kisses his kid on the mouth? <laughs> that's the biggest there's a whole on video where it was like just a slow-mo of like for valentine's day it was just tom brady kissing his child on the lips and i was like ah. Oh. and then there was one where he had his shirt off and he was laying down i guess he got just got done a play and his kid was kissing him on the mouth and i'm like these are really bad photos like i feel bad for him but why are they in these awkward spots like this is not where you should be with your fucking kid <laughs> I, you know, it's really crazy. Like, I know that people give him so much shit, but he's really good at what he does. I mean, he's yeah. I, see, my, I see. I'm not a fan of Ben Roethlisberger. Like, I I know he goes through a lot of Super Bowls at a young age, but he's still a douche. I have many friends who have actually waited on him, yeah. and they said he's a complete asshole. And my thing is with football, it's too drawn out, and there's way too many penalties. For the love of God, let him play the goddamn game. <laughs> 
you know, offsides, whatever, you know, they're big. They can handle it. <laughs> Look, they got rules for a reason. I know. <laughs> got to follow the rules, man. I wish they would just have more rules. Hockey doesn't even have that many rules, to be honest with you. Like, you could punch a guy right. in the face and then stab a dude in the <laughs> larynx, and you're fucking good to go still. Like, penalty box, five minutes. Imagine if, like, the fights in hockey were in football and all the penalties in football were in hockey. The hockey would be the most drawn-out game. You were sk- you know, you were skating too fast. Personal foul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dude i i can't i can't think of a more manlier sport than ice hockey like i wouldn't really want to watch it but i enjoy watching like those guys play and they fake being okay so you don't know they're actually hurt but then you watch like soccer or something and no offense to any soccer fans out there but like they fucking fake the injuries half the time or i'm like yo he's they put him in oh oh it's a it's a it's a it's a side kick goal kick whatever the hell it is and then he comes out on the field and kicks the goal i'm like could they fucking fine they pulled him out on a stretcher we spent 15 minutes watching this guy get lifted <laughs> off the field he comes back out a minute fucking later <laughs> they're insane man although my favorite sports baseball. I know people say it's so boring. It's just fun, you know. Oh, look, the ball's going that way. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What uh, What are your What's your uh, sport of uh? What do you fancy the most sport wise? Try and watch when I can, but I just my I just I, sports. Just watching it, I'd rather be playing it. But if I was gonna choose. A sport, it'd probably have to be football, but I have more respect for golf after I saw a video of a dude hit a golf ball behind our giant boulder and he, a bunch of the fans picked up the boulder and moved it. Like, like, I mean, like at least like 50 people picked up this giant rock, the size of like an SUV and fucking moved it out of play. And I'm like, and it's legal. And I'm like that respect, that's respect to the dude and respect to the game. So I'm like, I fucking like that. That's fucking cool, dude. Holy crap. See, I wish I can get into golf, man. I don't know what it is. It's just, it's, I, I think as I suck at playing it, it's probably one of the reasons why I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Unless you go into like a putt putt, bro. Like haunted hole in one <laughs> with Sean, man. Sean talked about owning, like, what would you want to own? He's like, I want to own my own haunted houses. Imagine if you owned your own putt putt that's like haunted. Like, oh, yeah. Dude killed himself on hole seven. Dude shot himself on hole six. You're like, why the fuck are um, people dying in this golf course? Like, there's something wrong with the play or something. Oh, you a fan of uh, haunted houses since you? I, I went to one and it was a good, well done one, but I just don't like the aspect of like they can touch you and you can't touch them back. Like, I'm cool with it. Like, hey, just don't, you know, go too far with it. But I had a dude grab my hat, like a beanie off my head, a red one I had. And he kept throwing it into the dirt and I picked it up like five or six times. And I was like, dude, if you do it one more time, I'm going to hit you. And he grabbed it again and got in front of my face, got all up in my face. I don't know if he knew me, but I was like, and I went to swing dude. And like, he just tossed the hat at me and then ran off. But like, he got like right here, like way too close and personal. Like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, Oh, Oh, you (laughs) caught me on a bad day, man. I just got into an argument with somebody. I'm fucking ready. And that's the thing, too. It's just like with haunted houses, like that's just there. Like anybody in your situation would have been like, because there's a, there's actors out there who are douchebags. That's just, you know, we, you know, it's like working at, you know, Scare House because me and, uh, you know, Sean work together. It's all about safety and not being, you know, being rude is not being scary. You know, you know, I'm not going to, we would never like, you know, fucking do anything to instigate because that's the last thing we'd ever want to do, you know, would, and that, would you, 
person was clearly in the wrong. Would you ever um do one of those? I was trying to look up the name of the haunted house, but the ones where they actually take you to the place and they actually like make you like scared of shit, like borderline killing you, like covering you up in dirt, like burying you in your own grave and stuff. Like there's really intense ones that you hear people talk about where you have to get like all these random tickets. Like you have to be selected and these people literally take you to almost dying and they just, that's how much they scare you. Um, I would not. Um, I, I think you may be referring to McCamey Manor. Um, that's one. I would not do that only because there's no safe word and they beat the crap out of you and it lasts for like hours. Um, Can that you, swing one there, back? you can't do anything back. That's bullshit. Nope. Yeah, I would do blackout. Blackout's pretty intense, but they have a safe word. And I like the physical haunts. Like, I like those a lot as long as no one's hurting you. Like, you know, if you get like a little bump, you know, like a little bruise or a little scratch, you know, that happens because, you know, I, I get, I do that every day just from living in my apartment. But like, if they're trying to physically harm you, that's to me, that's not cool. Like, I just hit the I head like with a rebar haunts. club. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, um, like i've been like put in like an electric chair and had like a you know like a little electronic like needle up and down my arm you know it i felt it but it wasn't like dangerous or anything you know so that type of stuff doesn't bother me i like i like the physical haunts but as long as nobody's actually getting physically hurt and if you're able to get out of there then you're fine but like to me the crazier the better because i like being able to test my limits you know but it's like well we're gonna there's no safe for it so you have to enjoy this i'm like I'm going in. It's like, I'm going to hit you in the head with a phone book. And then they hit you in the head. You're like, that's a fucking thick phone book. And it's like, yeah, it's from 1994. It's like, oh, so there's like thousands of listings when now there's just like 10 or 12 people that still list in the phone book. Oh, yeah. Like you were saying, saying, you know, we're going to, you know, you're going to get thrown out, you know, thrown around a little bit. We're going to put like a bag over your head. You're going to be in pitch darkness. It'd be like, cool, I could do that. So I'm very nocturnal. I like I like darkness. It's just a very comforting thing. Uh, eating certain things, I'd be okay with. Um, if it's like rotten, I couldn't do it just because I have a bad gag reflex. <laughs> that sounds really awful. <laughs> I bet you hate uh, those little tomatoes that come in the uh, containers, like the cherry ones. Oh, I love those. Really? That's oh, like a them. that's a fucking risk game, man. Like you eat one, it's really good. Then you eat another one, it's like rotten. And you're like, ah, oh, and then you have to spit it out, cool. dude. It's like fucking pick or choose. That's terrible. Dude, I eat them for a snack. I'll just buy it for a snack. I'm fucking I've weird, had dude. too many bad experiences as a kid where I would go in for one and it'd be <laughs> terrible. I'm like, that's four in a row. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do that with like blueberries. Like, I'll buy like a thing of blueberries and they're meant to be firm, but I'll get the squishy one sometime and I still eat it. And it's like, okay. You know? <laughs> it's sour, but the cherry one's like a palate ruiner. Like, you don't ever want to eat anything ever again. I have food issues because of that. Oh, man. What are some of your, uh, you know, it's funny, like, there, I always like to ask people this, like, there are certain foods I love to eat, but I can't stand how they look or the consistency or certain things that I love the smell of, but I can't stand to eat them, you know, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it's weird, like. I guess mac and cheese, maybe. Oh, mac and cheese. I won't eat it, but I like the sound it makes when you put a spoon in it. Is that wrong? I like that. That's pretty cool. Oh, man, like. Like you ever see Pineapple Express where he puts his fingers in the mashed potatoes and the mac and cheese? Food's warm. It's like I like that. I can I can see that. Like my I think my <laughs> dream scenario. Like I have a guilty pleasure of walking into a store, going to the candy aisle, and breaking 
a piece of the candy bar that's in on the, yeah. and I used to work at Walmart like six years ago. So I would sit there and break one candy bar. <clears throat> Fucking if you bought any candy from me at the time I worked at Walmart, guaranteed half of it was crushed just because that's what I would do when I would stock the shelves. I would just crush the shit out of it. So that's my guilty pleasure when I go in there. But like my dream scenario, my heaven, if it doesn't involve a milkshake at a diner, it involves me going into like a family eating Thanksgiving food right before they all dig in. I just come in and stick my hands all in the fucking food. I don't know fucking why. It's just that fucking that mush factor. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) You just reminded me of uh the one dude from Scary Movie 2 with the hand. <laughs> I got cake. Don't touch the cake. Don't touch the cake. And he's like, hold on, who wants to slice? And he takes his whole fucking hand and just drops it on people's plates. <laughs> my germs, my germs, ha, my germs. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, this is my strong hand. <laughs> and he takes the damn turkey and like puts it over his groin and starts like. <laughs> well, we're ending on that, Phil. where where can people find you phil where can people find bumping in the night society you know the links um we are on facebook we have both a uh private uh page and a public page Uh, we are also on instagram and you can also um find uh these podcasts on uh, i think it's anchor i believe uh if you want to check out my friend april's podcast on uh anchor you can check out that i forget the link because i'm drawing a blank right now but yeah I'm uh, very blessed to be a part of this team. They're amazing people and uh, keep uh, the support up. And uh, yeah, it's an honor to uh, be talking to you, my friend. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Out of the Blank. Stay tuned for our next episode.